We're back with another episode of the DSGA podcast. I'm here with one singular co-host tonight, my boy Charles. What's good, baby? <laughs> What's going on, Reggie? I'm back from the dead. Right. It's been a while. I've been here for you for a couple of days. <laughs> I was oh. popping NyQuil every single night in bed by seven. It was oh. awful. Not COVID. So right. family safe. I'm safe. Just terrible, terrible cold. Happens, it happens. Yeah, yeah like I just woke changing. up a week later and I was like, I'm not in the World Series. The Red Sox aren't here. I, I just don't know what happened. I missed the whole right. thing. Oh, right. Oh, I didn't watch those games. I'm being dead ass on that. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't stay up. I couldn't they, stay up. I, I was that down bad. As a unbiased, neutral watching person, <laughs> those games were some of the best baseball I've ever seen. Oh, um, okay. It was great to watch. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, your Red Sox lost. Um, it was a know, good season. Yeah. It, it sucks, but the Astros are just the better team. There were some yeah. 50-50 games. The ones I was able to see with games one and four, the ones that we lost, it was – I felt like you could have – those are the ones that it just didn't break your way. They were kind of 50-50 games. I think game four, the score is a bit misleading. That was the ninth inning implosion, but like yeah. – you play the game differently. I think that was the 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 Eovaldi strike call where it's like that call goes a different way. Maybe we walk it off in the bottom of the ninth because it would have been a tie game. It is what it is. Proud of the guys. It's time to go reload because this team can get a lot better. Yeah, I think uh, you know the the AL East next year is going to be a fucking problem like you can legit say like four teams could win 95 games next year um and that those poor that... poor or <laughs> right right right, right. <laughs> and, and, it, and it's gotta come somewhere yeah and it, it just means that <clears throat> like more than half of the division is going to be on the outside looking in and i don't know if you know something needs to change with like you know how the playoffs are set up but you know that's a whole different discussion all i do know is um outside of houston i think pretty much all of america is rooting for the atlanta Braves in the world series um do want you know it like unbiased dusty getting one would be cool yeah ranky and dusty getting rings would be does ranky not have one he doesn't no really Damn. Yeah, because he had the he was with them for the the 2019 loss, I believe, and I don't think he was with the Dodgers. Like that's yeah, the they he's never ever got. Yeah, damn. Yeah, true. Orioles and Dodgers. So he's never had even a, other than the Astros. He hasn't sniffed it before. Right. And he's definitely one of those on. He's one of those guys that people talk about as underrated, but he's like right outside that Kershaw. Scherzer, Verlander, kind of, you know, right. Degrom, you know, echelon of like, okay, we're gonna put these guys in the uh, Hall of Fame one day. Yeah, but um, you know, right now it's tied up one-one. Um, going to Atlanta for Game Three tomorrow night. Um, I personally think the Braves are gonna win in seven. Um, I could see it going. I mean, the first two games have been, you know coin flips essentially like in terms of like who you thought was gonna win 
So, yeah, I think, you know, it'd be good for good for baseball for it to go to seven. You know what I mean? It'd be nice. Yeah, the, it needs to get more. <laughs> they need more games, and they need them to be exciting because, yeah. like, aside from, like, you know, I personally enjoyed the Red Sox blowout games, but those weren't really good. No. From what I've heard, like, they weren't great ALCS games with the Astros. They're all pretty one-sided. Yeah. So some good yeah, back-and-forth yeah. baseball, some good action. Sucks yeah. to see with, a, you know, early in the series, though, already with Charlie Morton going down. Right. That's going to have yeah. an implication for that next start he's going to have to give. Well, he won't be now, but would have been lined up for game four or five. Five, yeah, five probably. And, bro, he – like that – uh, line drive. I think it came back at him at 109 116, miles. 116. I thought it was yeah, 116. It was 100. Miles, it was 100 something. And it yeah. fucking broke his fibula. <laughs> like, <laughs> and yo, the best part is that he went back to the dugout, sat down, right, sat down, and like, <laughs> gone. Like, you know how much, like, obviously, like, we saw after that one pitch, I forget. It might have been to Altuve. Or whoever let off the inning, he was like, he just fell to the ground. It was like, it was like one of those things where, like, if you if you don't mess up, mess it up more, um, you can probably like keep pitching on it. But once you squeak it a little bit more, then probably all the pain just started. Oh God, I could, uh, I can only imagine how yeah, painful still that has was. Nothing on Kurt Schilling with the bloody sack, though. Uh, <laughs> I think that was a better, better performance. He struck out like two batters. And got like six I think outs out. It's interesting. I think it's more amazing what Morton did, but more gutsy what Chilling did. Because Morton was moving through adrenaline and couldn't, like, he didn't know, right? Right. Like, there's, right. he didn't know what he was doing. Schilling knew that he had a legitimate, you know, ankle uh, gash or whatever the injury was. I can't quite remember it. It had to choose to go out there and fight through the pain, whereas Morton's like clueless. Still miraculous that he did it, but I'm not gonna try and pick right. between which guy's more of a miracle worker. Right, That's right. Not really Both fair right. to either of these sacks, guys. Sacks, sacks. All right. Do we um, want to get into NFL? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, shows are gonna win the series, by the way. Really? How many games? Six. Six. I could see it in five. Even I could see them winning the next uh, four games I mean, or three I mean, games. I mean, I, I think I just think they're a wagon. They're just yeah. such, they're so good. I, I agree. I just think it goes at least six, and from there on, it's it's anyone's anyone. I mean, win. I'm rooting Braves. It's just my head. I haven't watched this Astros team. They're they're the most playoff ready team that exists. In the MLB. Those right. guys just have a pedigree that's unmatched. Yeah, the right mentality now. Yep. Those like they just don't get phased. Yes, and someone it seems like every night someone new steps up for them, which is fucking annoying because you have to worry about, you know, the top of that order and then like the bottom of the order like royally fucked up the Braves last night. Yeah, <laughs> I can't the, wait for Correa to leave them. Hey, <laughs> I, I know a place where villains are welcome. I can't wait to boom and pinstripe. <laughs> Listen at, at this point, it, hey. Anything could happen. I would love him on this team, but um, oh, I'd love for those injuries to start piling up again too. Are you kidding me? More money dedicated to a are bunch you, of are you, that is that is fucked up. Are you kidding me? You're rooting for injuries? <laughs> Jesus, you oh, guys are rooting first. For, I'm not rooting for injuries. The man got paid. Like, god damn, that's terrible. <laughs> Devers is fat. It's okay. 
He was also hurt too, right? He was. He had some nerve tightness or something like that. Like he essentially was like every time he swung, he was in pain. That's what it's. That's what they kept saying on the broadcast. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's comical is, every time he would swing, and then he just throw the bat, start yeah. writhing in pain. Yeah, yeah played uh, it up a little bit, but yeah, let's let's get the football. Yeah, um, I know I don't know how much of it you watch, but um, I was locked in, unfortunately, to this past week. You know, three screens, I think, and it was a shitty week of football. Um. Pretty much all the games sucked. Um, I don't know how else to put it. Um, a lot of them were blowouts. Like just looking back at it, where where we at? We were. This was week seven already. Yeah, we're rolling on to week eight. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> Outside of the Miami Falcons game, all the games were were very poopy. Um, but the only other interesting game I like was. Like, you know, it was good to watch was the Los Angeles Rams and the Detroit Lions because um, the Rams, I mean, the Lions were literally like pulling out every single stop in a Yeah, it was, a, it was an ex-girlfriend game. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, your ex is around and you're trying to back up on your feet and you're doing well. So you pull out all the stops, you wash your face for once and you comb your hair and you know, still, you still don't end up getting it back. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, you know, some of the more, the most shocking thing from, uh, you know, the past week were the Kansas City Chiefs not scoring one offensive touchdown, losing 27 yeah. to three to the Tennessee Titans. Um, I, I mean, I was, <laughs> as, you know, we both, you know, do fantasy, right? Football and everything like you you put the Chiefs players in thinking like, hey, you're guaranteed 28 points, right? And you got three. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just- actually, fun fun fantasy story. Glad you bring that up. Pat Mahomes ended up winning me my fantasy week for week seven, which was the bye apocalypse. So I had, I think, yes. all three of my starting wide receivers on bye. I had two of my starting running backs on by, and this is a weird league with a small bench. So I wasn't starting. I had three empty spots on my team and I started Justin Fields at QB two and Pat Mahomes going with eight points. I somehow beat the guy I faced this week. Jeez. I think Yahoo gave me a 10% chance to win at the start of the week. Yeah. it, It was just, it was just ugly all around. Um, yeah, yes, they, it's it's May Day time in Kansas City. It's yeah, this is yeah, some, something's got to change. Yeah, um, let's see other things around the league. Uh, both our teams won. Um, the Patriots dominated the Jets fifty-four to thirteen. Yeah. Large largest marg- margin of victory by any NFL team so far this season. Um. Yeah, it was just a compl- – I mean, you know, Zach Wilson, not, unfortunately, got they, – They were piling on the points yeah. on New York. I, that was pretty much the only game I was able to really get the energy to watch on Sunday. Um, yeah, it was Richard Seymour's retirement night. You know, yeah. it's homecoming. Got to put on a show for Richard. <laughs> yeah. I um, heard uh, our man Nick was there at that game. 
was listening back to the podcast that right, uh, coach right. and Nick recorded, and yeah. I couldn't help but laugh and think you about hate to see stuff having, like that. He's like, "Oh man, <laughs> if only we go down seventeen to like three at the half, we'll be sitting great." And he's like, "Oh, Jets seven and a half. That's a great line." Yeah, this is not going to be a lot of points not, in this game. It's not a great line. Um, no. Let's see what else. The Giants won twenty-five to three. Um, Panthers Daniel, are in trouble. Yeah, Daniel Beckham Jones with an incredible catch. Um, let's see what else. Oh, uh, Sam Darnold got benched towards the end of this game. He did. Um, it's yeah, a tough, problem. Tough to see. They. Yeah, I mean that team is CMC, and it's just so. <laughs> So evident now. Um, something else to note: the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh yes, go Ooh, into dang. go into Baltimore and annihilated, bro. It like I know it's forty-one seventeen final. It wasn't that close. It was not that close. Um, and Jamar Chase is a problem. Him and Joe Burrow have like one of those connections that, like, you know, you're looking at like you know Tom Brady and like Randy Moss type shit. Yeah, that's and, that's the exact. And they're, they're like rookies. Of. They're like, well, Chase is a rookie and Chase, and uh, Burrow's in what his second year. Second like, year. That's tough, bro. That's gonna be. A, is Cincinnati good? Yes. <laughs> they're they're good because the defense has been. <laughs> They were a porous defense last year, but, you know, they made some nice little additions. You know, I was listening to Nick talking about they brought in Trey Erickson from the Saints. You know, they got Jesse Bates at uh, safety. They've got some dudes. I I, I just don't think we've been alive to see Cincinnati be good. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Put some respect on – There was Andy Dalton. Dalton. Oh, come on, dude. Andy Dalton. Come on The defense. The defense led them. But they were good. They were a wild card <laughs> team, and they actually had like a thirteen or twelve and four record. They did. I do remember that year. But it's just, it's just wild to see. Um, yeah, and that that was pretty much everything from week seven. Um, yeah, the rest of the games were really just blowouts. Like, you know, you went into the week looking at the lines, looking at the teams, and you, you know. If you were just to set pick all favorites, you won money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was just one of those. Yeah, weeks. None, it happens. None of the dogs really. Yeah, yeah. The Bengals were the only real surprise of the week. Or I mean, Chiefs too. The yeah. Titans yeah. and the Bengals games were the biggest surprises, definitely. But yeah. aside um, from that, it was just like I can't believe they didn't, put, you know, effort to score when it's like the Bears and the Texans. Is you're like three and five points. I mean, I mean, from the Jets or three from I mean, the Panthers. Like, come on! I mean, the the Bears tried. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, nah, no bullshit. The the Bears tried. It just didn't work. <laughs> I feel so bad for Justin Fields. They yeah, need he, to save that man. Yeah, he's uh, he's being, he's not being set up to succeed. They should not have put like as much. As- they sh- like because they got some of those weird early wins in the early season when like teams are st- like they beat the Bengals I believe like yeah. now we would never pick that to happen but no. weird shit happens at the beginning of the season Th- this team sucks like that O line <laughs> is so bad that Fields is just getting annihilated he's getting, on every he's single getting play killed. 
he's getting killed. They have no plan to save him. They have no plan for him to succeed. And if they no. do, like, I, I don't, I don't understand it because he's thrown like five picks a game and can't yeah. push the ball down the field. It's just he has no running protection. Khalil Herbert up the middle. Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough um, situation for not just a rookie quarterback, but you know any quarterback to the end, but more so a rookie quarterback. Um, just real quick, let's just get into week eight now. Uh, Thursday night football kicking off in about 20 minutes as we record. Who we got? Green Bay Packers going into Arizona. You're Um, buying the points on this? Bro. Okay, here's my reasoning. So I have the Green Bay Packers covering. um, It depends. Like, I know we have it at six. I was seeing six and a half um, on some of my books, which – Speaks a lot to how many books I have. Um, you could say it's a good, good or bad thing, but I think here in this situation, you buy the half point, um, get the Packers at plus seven, and the reason for that is one, I I just feel like hey, Aaron Rodgers is gonna pull some some shit out of his ass. Him and Aaron Jones are gonna make it work somehow, and. I know they have no receivers whatsoever playing tonight, essentially, <coughs> but yep. it just turns out that the Packers are under Matt LaFleur 6-0 and without Devontae Adams playing. Oh, wow. Yeah. they. What's their record when they don't have, you know, Marquez Balding scantling and they don't have Alan Lazard and they don't have Devontae Adams and they're calling up every guy off of the practice squad and a couple people from Green Bay, too. Hey, the they've, had, leagues. They, they've had they've had Aaron Rodgers every time, you know, and that's he's he's one of those guys that can go out and win you a football game somehow. If this was if this was in Green Bay, I'd be more inclined, given it's in Arizona and they don't get that kind of like cold factor. Right. Of Lambeau kind of advantage at home late at night. I don't see how they go into Arizona and beat them. So, I mean, I'm going to take Arizona minus six given the situation. But I think Arizona's going to be – what is it going to be? Eight and zero. Eight and zero. See, eight and zero for Arizona. Tough right. loss I just, for JJ Watt out for the year. Right, right, out for the year with a shoulder injury. Apparently, um, he tore like everything in shoulder. He like tore his rotator cuff, his labrum, like his pec, all of it. Just shredded the entire thing. When you're that big of a man. (laughs) When you're Um, that juiced up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Um, I, you know, I just think, you know, it's a Thursday night game. And these games, like, when you have, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, the Packers overall are a good team. The Cardinals are a good team, too. I think when you put those two things together on a short week, you're bound to just have, you know, a closer game. Than set than what the Cardinals are laying, which is seven right now. I, I don't know, and I think the over will hit because of my like the only way the Packers win is if you know they get some like you know quick scores, some deep bombs and whatnot, and they need you know turnovers. If they win the turnover battle, they got battle. a chance, right? Okay, so but like points wise, if the Cardinals are able to put up over. 25 points the Packers don't stand a chance 
like, look at what they've scored the past couple weeks. They've scored 24 against Washington, 24 against the Bears, 25 against the Bengals, 27 against the Steelers. I see what you're saying. They're not scoring at a high enough clip to keep up with the Cardinals. So when you factor in the fact that they haven't this year really been putting up those huge crooked numbers on teams when you kind of expect them, when you don't respect those defenses, like we've seen them play, you know, when they're barely 30 point mark, I usually expect them to hit 35 with Aaron Rodgers. And now Mm -hmm. I'm going to take away all of his weapons. Yeah. That's not a real recipe for success. Right. I, I agree with that. I just, I don't know. I see, you know, Thursday night game, I see it being like a 27, 24 final 28, 24. And that's how you get the over. Um, I, I, I think, you know, Arizona is going to be the ones we look for to carry the scoring, but you know, I'm pen- penciling in Rogers for three touchdowns um, at least. So my yeah, fantasy I, team is I, praying I, for three touchdowns from Aaron Jones and I, 150 I, I, total yards. <laughs> I could use a big Aaron Jones um, game too. We also have just another late. Oh, you quick, know, on my pick, I'm taking the over on this as well, but obviously Arizona minus six. Right. Um, and I guess the last thing I, I just wanted to quickly mention is DeAndre is playing this game. Um, you know, he's on the injury report all week, but I feel like that's every week with these, you know, um, big time wide receivers and everything. So just, you yeah. know, something quickly to know. We can move on to <clears throat> Sunday's one o'clock slate. We don't have to go through all of it. Um, I see you are thinking in <clears throat> Philly versus Detroit. Are you? Do you? I know you have Detroit plus three. Do you think they got their first win? I think they might. I think this might be it. I wouldn't be mad. I, at think, that. I think they deserve it. I think <laughs> I like they. I think I saw someone say they might be one of the worst undefeated or the best undefeated. Uh, excuse <laughs> best me. Best defeated team. Best defeated team. <laughs> yeah. <Yo, fast. laughs> like they're not. Their their receiving core is just disgusting. It reminds me of last year's Patriots. Um, but aside from that, they don't have the word. Like it, you got Hawkinson, you got Swift and Goff. And Jalen Hurts is the worst. Real life QB to fantasy football type right. value I've ever seen. It's insane. The dude I puts love up it. 25 points to 20 points every single week. And I'm like, this is great. I have a QB one, but he might get benched, which is just right. nuts. To right. Think. I've, I've heard uh, there, you know, if, and it, it, it's, it's uh, that I'm so happy you said that. It's interesting because, you know, with them being in the NFC East, like, more than likely, like, no team's really going to be eliminated, um, you know, towards the end of the season, unless the Cowboys completely run away with the division, which, you know, they easily could. They, by far, are the best team in that division. So I saw yeah. something like, hey, like, you know, say, like, the Eagles are just clearly out of the division race, right? They might bench Hurts and see what Minshew can give them. Um, and I hate that. I think Hurts has if a that lot happens, of talent. It, it just like I don't see the point. You right. saw what Minshew could do in Jacksonville, and it was uninspiring. Like unless Jalen Hurts is literally losing you games, which I don't which think he's, he's not quite. Nope. He's not. 
I feel like play calling has been so much bigger of an issue with that team. Yep. Like the refusal to like, if you're a Miles Sanders owner out there, you probably understand this where he's getting like what Run seven the carries ball. a game. Run the but damn he's ball. averaging like five yards a carry. <laughs> That's why they're point. just like, like nah. <laughs> it just uh. it, it's just mind numbing play calling. The defense is atrocious. Like I, I just feel like Hartz has enough talent and enough upside that you're gonna look at him and be like, I'd rather see a full year of him trying to make it work. We try and figure out some way of calling plays to make his talent flourish rather than seeing what Gardner Minshew can do. Right. No, I, I agree, but I, it, it's just so interesting to watch the free fall that they have had um, in Philadelphia since that Super Bowl. Man, just don't beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. It's not worth it. All right, come on now. Relax. <laughs> Teams uh, won't have to been work. It's been a decade, right? Hey, t- you t- haven't t- done anything. T- teams won't won't be won't have to worry about you know being bad after beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl anymore because they're not going to be there anytime soon. And by uh, they, I, I mean I mean the Patriots. Let's keep it a box. Um, Mac Jones looked pretty good. I know it was the Jets. Uh, but- it was, uh, hey, hey, all right, we'll we'll get into that later. Um, real quick, do we want to talk about you know the Best game probably of the one o'clock slate. We have um, the Tennessee Titans um, going into Lucas Oil Stadium against into the Lucas Oil against the Colts. Um, let's see Tennessee coming off a big win um, against Two the Kansas City. Right, oh, Two big yeah, wins in less than a week, which is absolutely <laughs> insane. They won Monday night. Came back on, and then on Sunday smacked the Colts around. I mean the the Chiefs around. Yeah, and I think they're gonna smack the Colts around too. So maybe I was just jumping the gun. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean they opened the season against them and they won twenty five to sixteen. So this is the last meet. This is pretty much the division right here. Mm-hmm. As he'll decide it. Wentz has looked better ish. He's looked good. He's looked good. I th- they've kind of they're looking not bad. Right. I think they might be a sneaky wild card team, but not a division winner. Titans win this shit. I um I think if uh yeah, I mean t- let's just context. Uh Tennessee is five and two. Uh the Colts are three and four. You know, if the Colts win, they're at four and four, uh one game back of the Titans at, you know, five who would be five and three keeps them alive in the division. If they lose, then what is that, three games? That's tough to make up, and they also would have the season. Uh, yeah, it, it it's a wrap because yeah. the Titans would have two games on them at that the or the uh the two head to head. So yeah, it it just wouldn't matter. Yeah, but like you said, um, Carson Wentz has looked good. Um, lately, last couple of games, you know, they're two and one in their or three and one in the last four after starting zero and three, and um. Yeah, they could have they could have beat the Ravens, and they you know easily could be four and three. Instead, they're three and four. Um, yeah, some yeah, tough once, losses. Once, yeah, once has looked good. I think you know that running game with John Jonathan Taylor, he's looked amazing uh, last couple of weeks. He, he's they're, up there with Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry as like the best pure runners of the NFL. Absolutely. He's just such a. I think he. He doesn't so get smooth. like twenty carries. He doesn't even get twenty carries, and he's gonna get you hundred yards. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it, just it's crazy insane. efficiency on his end. 
And I think uh, the Colts are also starting to get healthier with, I know, T.Y. Hilton came back, right, a couple weeks. Which is huge, yeah, because him and Pittman is a nice little little wide receiver. Right, right and and I was, yeah, exactly what I was going to say. Pittman Jr. has looked really good um, over the last couple of last couple of weeks and like I totally like forgot about him they have you know Zach Pascal out there too and Paris Campbell has looked pretty good too um so that offense is that offense is good um yeah we I had I, mean, I, had, I think at the beginning of the seat the year I was talking about this of how like that offense if Wentz actually is what we think he is is yeah. gonna be pretty solid and the defense isn't as bad as we think you know they've got like DeForest Buckner and They've got uh, what Darius Leonard. They've got some dudes out there. So the the defense is you know right now. I I personally thought like it'd be like the opposite of what we're seeing right now. Like I thought the defense was going to come out like super strong and like carry them like you know earlier in the season, and they honestly folded. Um, But now that defense, you know, hey, you could say it takes a little bit of time, but that defense is also coming together. So hey, they could get. They can get hot right now if they if they win this game. Um, then they have New York and Jacksonville right after. Like you know, that you know could be a good little stretch for them um, before they play. You know, two tougher opponents and the schedules. You know, kind of like not too hard but not too easy. Like rest of the way. So if they, I think this is the biggest game of their season. They need this one. Right here, Absolutely. Ten, you can't uh, drop the season series to the Titans because at that point, it's a wrap. Yep. And on the flip side, for the uh, Tennessee Titans, they've looked good. Um, A.J. Brown looked great last week. Yeah, we, he's finally we, healthy. Right. We know he's what, finally healthy. We know what Derrick Henry is at this point. Like, like come on now. Like, you know what um, What it is. It's just stunning. Um like honestly, mind blowing that, and I get they were hurt that this team lost to the Jets. Like they've beaten, um, you know, the Colts, Bills, and Chiefs, and one of their losses is to the Cardinals, who who are undefeated, and the other one is to the Jets. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like any that's given football, Sunday, bro. You know? like that. Yeah, that is literally football. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I think this is going to be the best game of the one o'clock slate. It means the most, um, right out of everything. I mean, you can say, uh, actually Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. I don't really want to cover it just because they're just really gross offenses. I don't Everyone's hurt playing. Yeah. I could care less. It's just blah. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, who do I have? I think, uh, Pittsburgh is going to win that game though. Depending if. Baker plays or not. Baker doesn't I'm play. I'm taking Cleveland money line regardless if Nick Chubb plays. Yep. Right. Cleveland that's fine. Uh, yep. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't want to touch the. I don't want to touch this game. Period. With these games where I know the offenses are limited, I don't trust taking. You know, if I think the team's going to, if I thought Pittsburgh was going to win outright, I would take you know Pittsburgh plus the points. But in these cases, I just don't like touching it. I mean, the over unders at forty two. And I just don't see a lot of separation between the two teams. So it just feels I, I like. I just think the, the difference maker is whether Baker plays or not. I still think with the injuries that he has right now, it's going to be a rest of the season thing for him 
unless they completely shut it, shut him down, right? If I'm correct on that. Yeah. Um, I, they got to decide that right, soon. Right. I, I just think uh, um, I watched the, the uh, Steelers' last two games, and I, I just thought they looked better on offense with um, – and this might sound weird, but, like, without Juju Smith-Schuster, um, I think it opens up, you know, the game more for – uh, Claypool and Deontay Johnson, um, and uh, Najee Harris. Like, I think you know, you know where the ball is going to go, and then they still have the tight end they can dump it off to. And I think the game is just a lot, you know, those th- that skill set works better for what Big Ben can give you, which isn't much anymore, but I think it, it's just going to find a way to work and it's going to win them, win them this football game. Because the Browns just have so many injuries, dude. Like, and I, I know what's his face, Dearness Johnson looked really good. And I know Chubb practiced all week, right? He's they, he, they said it was uh, limited. It seems like he's going to play. Yeah, um, I hope he plays. I love Nick Chubb, obviously. Um, but yeah, I just think they just have you know too many injuries on both sides of football. We don't have to go into it, but I think the Steelers are going to pull this one out. All right, we'll have to wait and see on Sunday. Yeah. Then. I think it'll be like it'll be one of those like old fashioned like ugly ass games that no one. This is going to be an AFC North where it's, it's <laughs> yeah. TJ Watt versus Miles Garrett. It's not Case Keenum versus nope, Big Ben. Exactly, like, we'll make exactly. it clear who the stars of this game are. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, some people love that brand of football. I mean, <laughs> I kind of watched that all last week. I can't say it's something I want to watch again this week. Um, but you know, I, Hey, more, more credit to them. It's, it's better when the Browns are competitive and fun, you know? Yes. Agreed. Uh, All right. Let's hit up these four o'clock games. Yeah. Let's do it. We got, all right, real quick. We got, uh, the new England Patriots going, uh, I don't even know the name of, uh, the Chargers stadium, but they're going to LA, um, Chargers coming off a bye. I think, so I am betting on the Pats plus 30 and a half. This is a spread the love line from FanDuel. Um, basically, a max bet of $50 can be placed on this football game. Um, it's for Connecticut people only, I believe, as FanDuel just became legal in the state. And basically what happens is every 250 people that bet on the Pats spread to cover the spread, um, they are moving the line in favor of the Pats by one. So it actually opened up. The original line is um, Patriots plus five and a half. That means I don't want to do the math, but 250 people times whatever the amount of points is. I think it's probably like 25. What is that like? 2,000 people or some shit, right, have probably yeah. bet on the Patriots to cover um, that. And every single – every 250, the line moved up one point. So right now it's at 30.5. And I don't think the Patriots are going to lose by 30 fucking points. So I am, <laughs> I am taking that strictly because it is the definition of – Free money. Listen, it – you never say a bet is guaranteed to hit, but bro, if this shit doesn't hit, 
I'm gonna cry so hard if we lose by 30. I mean, I think, dude, I think you know by Sunday morning it's gonna be at least like at 40. Um, and it's really cool, FanDuel, FanDuel doing this promo because even if I bet it at the five and a half, maybe like I got it, got in it 12 and a half, 17 and a half, whatever it may be, you get the closing line. So if it closes, you know, at 12:45 on sun, or uh, it'd be 3:45 on Sunday, um, at 45 and a half points, you get that 45 and a half points, which is cool. So, um, Real pick, though, um, if it wasn't for the free money, I think the Chargers are going to blow out the Patriots. <laughs> a blowout? Okay. <laughs> Which um, would suck. Because <laughs> they can't blow them I out by too much. As a homer, I got to take New England plus four and a half. I don't think it's going to be as bad as you think. I could see it being 10 points. Could see that being more realistic. I don't think it's going to be as much of a beatdown. Here's the way I envision Bill mm-hmm. looking at this, right? Chargers have the worst run defense in the league. Yes. Just going into the bye does not fix the fact that the Ravens made you their sons the prior week and that they ran all over you. That's going to be like your, that's your personnel. That's not your game calling, right? That's not your defensive alignment, right? Right. We've got Damian Harris and we got. Ramondre Stevenson, and we got Brandon Bolden, which is a pretty good trio. We're going to try and manage the amount of – it's going to be a – they're going to try and bring the uh, the Chargers offense and make them play on their terms, right? It's going to be run the ball, control the clock, limit the amount of times Herbert has a chance to have the ball in his hands. And if the Patriots can do that, they're going to have a really good chance to actually, you know uh, – make this game a lot closer. I don't know if they win, but I actually, it's at 49. And as I'm talking this over, I'm going to actually pick the under because of how I just talked. How did, come on, under. There we go. Uh, talk myself into taking the under on that because that's, the, that's the, the game plan for the Patriots, that even if they get down, they're probably going to still run it due to the effectiveness that they're going to have and how they're going to have to control. Because it's, it's mostly just keeping Herbert off the field. Right. That's going to oh. be the plan. And I, I completely agree with that. You know, like you can't, like the bye week doesn't change your personnel uh, per se. Um, I just think, you know, I just think that I, I, that this um, Chargers team can score quickly. Um, you know, they have Keenan Allen, they have Eckler who will line up, you know, uh, as a wide receiver. Um, and they have Mike Williams, who was arguably one of the uh, top five deep threats in the NFL combined with didn't the Patriots like top corner, one of the top corners just go down for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's right. Um, we lost Jonathan Jones to yeah. uh, IR prior to the Jets game. Yeah, so it's, it's I think a tough break. We pretty much just have JC Jackson at this point. I know McCordy's got a rib injury. Um, yeah, uh, the secondary's a little beat up. I don't think you know this defense is. It's okay. It's gonna step up for some plays. It's gonna make you want to pull your hair out on others. Right. It's just the nature of a rebuilding team. Yeah, so I, you know, I think I, and you know, I'm not saying like this is going to be like a 28 point blowout, but you know, I, I do think that the Chargers are going to find a way to win a ugly football game by, um, 
you know, maybe like a touchdown. Um, it, something you have to keep in mind um, in the back of your head last time these two teams played in LA, 45 nothing. Yep. Um, and, and you know, both sides are thinking about that. Um, the Chargers are definitely thinking about it more than the Patriots are because they're throwing that away. You know what I mean? Like, they're not looking at that. They're looking at a whole brand new team. But <clears throat> I think that's going to cause the Chargers to come out and just be like, hey, like, let's get some points on the board early. Like, let's establish ourselves early. Right. Compared yeah, I mean, to – you're right. Go this ahead. isn't the same team for the Chargers. Right, I mean, right. It's, it's a new coach. That's the biggest thing. When it's a right. new coach like that, it's like, okay, like, that's not my mess. I mean, granted, I'm, this is my quarterback that I had to live through that, but that, that wasn't my fault there. So, right. Um, I, and Staley seems to be much more capable than Anthony Lynn ever was. Right. And, and it, I just go back to that game just because, like, like I, I'm pretty sure, like, Herbert threw, like, 50 times. For like two hundred yards, <laughs> right? Like or some, yeah. some shit like that. And I was like, it was pretty funny. Yeah, Let's I was like, what? The, what pull the? up that. Well, like I had, I'm, I'm gonna put, I'm good. gonna put it. Yeah, he, he threw for two hundred and nine yards in a forty-five <laughs> to nothing game. But he threw the ball. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Oh, is this only in twenty twenty? He threw fifty-three times for 53 two picks times. <laughs> in two hundred and nine. But that's not even the funniest one. It was that Cam was 12 of 19 for 69 yards. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> our top receiver had uh, 38 <clears throat> yards receiving, and our top rusher had only 80 yards rushing. It was just all punting. It all came down yeah. to punting. Oh, we had a punt return for a touchdown. Yeah. And that 38-yard reception by Olszewski wasn't even Cam. It was Jarrett Stidham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, there was a blocked punt. Yeah, there was a lot of yeah, weird things. It, it was a lot of weird things. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah, I think this will be one of the better games of the weekend, um, just for both sides. And then let's see. What's the next game we want to talk about? Tampa Bay, New Orleans. I – Tampa Bay is going to blow them out. Am I wrong for thinking this? Isn't like, I know, like, um, I mean, I don't know. If he... New Orleans has a good defense and going into uh, New Orleans is always really tough. tough. So I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I do see them covering that four and a half that they're favored by. So I do have Tampa Bay covering that, but I don't have them. I don't have them going over that 50. I don't, I don't see it being a high scoring game. The Saints offense is just too limited, number one. And I think, you know, we do get Gronk back in this game, but we are going to miss Antonio Brown. We saw what happened with – yeah, Brown looks like he's got a high ankle sprain and could be out till week 10. Um, I know, fantasy team is crying right now. I got him in like three spots. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be a game Tampa's going to most likely win. I just don't see it being as high scoring as it's predicted. I mean, we saw against the Bears, they got up high early on, 35 to nothing, and then Toast that was it. The like they, way. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of just like take the foot off the gas, and they're just kind of chilling. That could easily be the case here where it's like, you know, 35 to, you know, 13, or something. and yeah. they're just like, okay, well, we can just chill. 
I don't need a 612th touchdown pass. You know, I don't need Mike Evans to throw that in the stands or whatever it was. But what are what are your thoughts on the the fan? Um, what he got? I know he got like a thousand. Wasn't enough. Store. It right, wasn't dude. Enough. He got hoed. Right. I mean, uh, uh, Tom Brady did say on uh, Monday Night Football with Peyton Eli that he's gifting him one Bitcoin, which is nice and all. But like, if I'm that fan, I go bucks and say i want season tickets for life yep i obviously get all the merch stuff that stays in the package but season tickets for life i think that's the fairest thing you can give a fan that catches any of these made for life for my family i want to (laughs) get it i need it for the fit for generations is that that generational Generational (laughs) it's like a half a million dollar ball or it's like a one point six million dollar. How much ball. is that ball like, worth? About, now I I read it was like easily a half a million. Okay, all right, that's fair then. Yeah, season tickets. Yeah, in in the Brady booth. That's where <laughs> <laughs> no, no no in the well, Giselle. Booth. <laughs> they just moved the entire team. Like I gotta get away from this. <laughs> yeah, but no, I I do think like the second. Like Brom holding on to that ball until the end of the game, and Tom himself is coming to talk to me about how he can get it back. I'm not giving it to the team trainer or staff or anything. Like, bro, we are negotiating. Like, this is my life yeah. here, cuz bro, I would just leave the game. I would be <laughs> like, immediately leaving out, and I wouldn't well, get the ball back for a week. And I would just be, I'd have it already in a bank, in a safe, and like. Would not know. I wouldn't tell my family about it. I wouldn't put it on Facebook. I would just call. I just DM Tom Brady, <laughs> photo me with the ball at the game, or whatever it was. I mean, they'd have my face, they right? Know who right. I was by well, that I think point. I think it's. Uh, I think it's one of those situations, like you know how, like if you catch a home run ball and you leave the stadium without it being. Authentic. Yeah, that's yes. kind of why you have to give it to right. the trainer because they have right. to get it certified. And right, I think it's one of those situations. Or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not, bro, I'm holding on to that ball for as long as possible. Like, I am, I'm on the field as a, <laughs> as a, as a guest, <laughs> like a guest for uh, the next kickoff. Like, oh, who is this random guy on the field? Oh, he just uh, got the ball from Mike Evans. Bonehead decision. Can we talk <laughs> I mean, I know it's his thing. I know it's his thing. But, like, you got to recognize the situation, dog. <laughs> oh, my God. That was hilarious to see. Because I, I was watching it, or they put on Red Zone and everything. And, like, the next thing you see is, like, Evans, like, go celebrate and, like, hand the ball. And it's, like, the bottom of the screen is, like, Tom Brady's, like, 600 career touchdown pass. And as the ball is being handed to the fan, I'm like, that's not good. <laughs> What if he knew the entire time and he's like, yo, I'm going to give one fan like a bag. I'm going right to set him up. I mean, hey, I think, you know, the one Bitcoin, um, the, the that, store that's credit, good, that's uh, that enough. Is, that's a know. real move by Brady to give him a Bitcoin. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's self-serving on Brady's part because now he's in the NFT world and he's right. in the crypto world. So it's very much like a, supporting his brand more so than anything. Like Brady's got millions of bitcoins that he wanted. Right. Maybe not millions, but you know what I mean. He can have as many damn bitcoins as he wants. Doesn't matter to him. Giselle's bankrolling that guy. Right, He's exactly. Money to play with. 
Um, but yeah, that 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 was funny. Um, yeah, but we both think the the Bucks are gonna win. Um, yeah, and then let's let's roll into Sunday Night Football. This has potential to be a great game if Dak is at a hundred percent and playing. There's um, two. It's it's both QBs that I'm worried about. It's does Dak <laughs> play? And does Kirk Cousins show up? <laughs> do we get prime time Kirk Cousins or do we get one o'clock? Superstar Kirk Cousins, because isn't that the narrative? Right, he yeah. Can't play in prime time. I mean, he's been better over the last, I think, like two seasons in prime time. Um, but when he first got to Minnesota, it was god awful. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was really bad to say the least. But um, yeah, I think he's been pretty much up and down this season. And yeah, at this point, it's not even like prime time Kirk Cousins. It's like, what version of him are you gonna get? Um, I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I, I just love the offenses on both these teams right now, and I think we get a healthy Dalvin Cook coming off the bye. Um, yes. Yes, that'll be good. Um, yeah, Michael Gallup back. If Dak's healthy, rest it up, Zeke. It's just going to be a really uh, – you, you hope it's in a dome. You're just going to have a great offensive show to watch. That's that's the, the fingers crossed that you get a nice little – you know, matinee right there. Um, I don't think that's the right use of matinee, but we're going to move on from there. It'll you be, it will late be, night. It will be, it'll be nighttime. Prime time. Um, <laughs> but I, I got the vision. Um, yeah. Let's see. Last game, we're going to cover Monday Night Football. I lost the sheet. The New York Football Giants versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's this just going to be interesting. It's just so, so many takes can be made. But it's just like normally at this point in the season going, it will be Halloween, right? Like, you know, normally like it's like, all right, Giants are looking on to, you know, next year, which like, you know, they might still be in Kansas City. Halloween's like, at, on Sunday. Oh, it'll be November then. It'll be um, November. Right. So it's November. And the narrative and conversation around you know both these teams are just like not what you're used to at all you have you know the the giants you know you could say like it's been the same conversation last four or five years like oh is like how can they get better like you know can they win this game blah 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 but like the conversation around the chiefs is like oh how many points are they score this week like what cool like what amazing thing is patrick mahomes going to do this week as is that DeAndre Hopkins going into no that is uh that is DeAndre Hopkins with a long touchdown that's gonna be called back. He just mossed the fuck out of the defender for the Packers. Um jeez. But, I don't have it up. I'm waiting to uh, go downstairs to watch. Yeah we're gonna wrap up soon. But um yeah and it's just like what amazing thing is Patrick Mahomes going to do this week and you know how many points are the Chiefs gonna win by are they going to be, you know, eight and one at this point or seven and two? And it's just not that conversation. It's like, yo, are you hitting the panic button in Kansas? Absolutely. City? Absolutely. You're hitting the, you're hitting you, the button. Like you have you're hitting to, it. you can't score a touch. Cause okay, here's the thing. <laughs> your team's able to score as it's expected to, they probably have a chance in that Titans game. The fact that you can't put up a single touchdown and the amount of turnovers you're giving up is just 
unconscionable to what we thought of for the um for what this Chiefs team is supposed to be. It, it just have we ever seen a quarterback go on a run like Patrick Mahomes has since his sophomore season till now, where the magic now feels like it's gone. You know what I mean? Like, have we ever seen the magic run out on a player like this before? Um, we haven't. And I, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think it's run out. I just think. You no, know, obviously he could come back and it'll all be fine. It'll be just <clears throat> on the radar. But like every other example I'm just thinking of in my head, it's always, you know, the decline of age or it's injury, but it's Mahomes. It's just like your play is falling off. And that's the thing where we just kind of frightening. And, and there, there's a reason for that though. Um, and, and it's because like, you know, he's always been like this throughout his entire career. Right. So I heard some stat where it was like, Oh, like, you know, the passes he throw, like over the last three years of all the passes he's thrown, like, those passes have the highest rate of like like being intercepted but for some reason over the last two years they just haven't been up until this season where now they are you know it's it's a combination of like poor decision making and the luck like starting to just flip and you know like you're gonna have good luck and you're gonna have bad luck and he is running into bad luck because a lot of the balls that he is that are that you know are being turned over and intercepted now are you know tip drills like bounces off like you know the receiver's hands and it's just things that they they just like he was lucky the I mean he wasn't lucky I don't want to say he was lucky because he is very good at what he does but he was getting lucky in terms of those passes weren't being intercepted they, like when they should have been like they were dropped or like they were batted down and now this year the defenders are making plays and they are being intercepted. And when your defense, like we've said for the last three weeks, can't stop a nosebleed, like you're going to be pressing more and more and you're going to make, and in football, like the more you press, the more likely you are, you know, to mess up, you know? Um, And I think that's what's happening. Yeah, I they think I read also up. that it's like they have the worst defense since like the 2015 Saints. Jesus. They rank dead last in pretty much every <laughs> major statistic. It's like last in like yards per game. It's last in like scoring defense. It's last in like points given up. It's just everything. Just, oh, it, it's just frightening where it's like you know going into this game that you have to put up 30 to win. <clears throat> Well, that's got to be killing them. Well, do you have to? Um, against the Giants, you know, who aren't, you know, exactly beasts themselves. But what you're telling me is, based on all these numbers, is that the Giants could easily blow out the Kansas City Chiefs Monday night. Is Am I putting the house on it? Is that what you're telling me to do right now? <laughs> Well, I also picked the Giants in this game. And I oh, don't do that. Over. <laughs> and this isn't, this isn't my reverse jinxing. I actually have I been think nine thing. and a half like, is a lot. I think it is too. My thing on this team, they're not healthy. If they're healthy, I want to see them healthy. I think Daniel Jones can be a good quarterback with the weapons he has around him. 
the fact the layer of Kadarius Tony is such an interesting wrinkle that this team hadn't had prior. This just true talent. This true like uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Not X factor like X receiver style, but just that like elite athlete out on the field that just makes people miss. That just creates yards for you. I just want to see it all put together because I think they might have one of the better offenses if they could ever actually all get like three games in a row together. Right. No, is that too I, crazy? No, like, I, Gall- I mean, if Kenny Galladay's healthy, Kadarius Tony's healthy, you got Sterling Shepard. That's pretty freaking nice. I, I, I do agree with that. It's just like, Hey, it just has, unfortunately it's not worked out that way <laughs> yes, um, at all. all. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, we won't know anything about this game, you know, for fantasy wise or just, you know, general game purposes until probably like, you know, Saturday, Sunday, like on who's gonna be playing, maybe even Yeah, Monday. this is this is definitely one of those games you gotta wait for the injury or yeah. on the Giants. That's pretty there's... much Giants every week. You yeah. gotta wait till you know who's playing because <sighs> quite a lot of what I expect yeah, the I think... totals to be. If, you know, if uh, Shepard can get out there on the field, that helps the Giants a lot. If we could get Saquon back out there, I know he's trending in the right direction <laughs> earlier in the week. But, yeah, and, and you know, like like we've said, like if, if the Giants team gets healthy, they can keep this, you know, close with the way the Chiefs are playing. Um, we're both on the over. We're both at the Giants nine and a half. I think, you know, if you do want to bet on this game, this is probably one of the lines where, you know, as people get healthy or get ruled out, like if, you know, Saquon's ruled out or Shepard's ruled out, um, that line, you could definitely get something. It will move higher in favor of Kansas City, but say, you know, they are, one of them is like going to play or something, um, then, you know, I could see it closing to like, Eight and a half, eight, like it did a couple of weeks ago against the Rams. And, you know, you can go um, from there with that. Definitely just probably best to wait. Yep. Wait, wait and see. see. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But Though other I, than... I'm not going to lie. I think Giants could probably win this game outright. I, hey, I'm, I'm going to do it. I am going to bet on that. Um, Fuck it. I don't have any pride invested <laughs> in the Giants, so I'm not going to be that ballsy, but I might sprinkle a little on that nine and a half once right. I know what I'm dealing with with those receivers. Right. I 1,000% I agree, but um, that takes us to week eight. I know, you know, we're missing coach tonight, and, you know, maybe we'll have another shorter episode for you guys sprinkled throughout uh, sometime next week where we talk about some NBA stuff, the World Series, and just like dive deeper into some of the NFL stats and like what we're seeing um, happen from this next week. But Charles, I don't know if you have anything else for the people. Don't I don't want to talk about the Celtics. I don't want to talk about the NBA. <laughs> I, we, we, I, I was ready to do NBA. Um, just so many things I love. I, just real quick, I love how they have changed, you know, the rule for foul bait, baiting. And oh, how it's so it's, much better. It's so much it's better. It's so much better. The game is so much better. Um, and, you know, the players who, you know, over the last couple of years have been, you know, taking advantage of that rule or, 
having to adjust. And it's just, it's very cool to see how these professionals adjust to this. You know what I mean? Like they've been doing something the same way for thousands of hours um, of James their lives. Harden won an MVP off those fouls. Yeah. And, you know, the Heat played the Nets last night and the Heat had James Harden in a fucking blender the entire night. And, and it's, it's crazy. Like there's a guy like on like Reddit or something like a guy was breaking down like all the videos of people trying to foul bait. And like when he slow it down and like realize like, oh, the refs aren't giving you that call. It's just so fucking like interesting to see like you're that's not a basketball move like hooking the guy's arm when you clearly have him beat like you're tr- like you can get to the basket but instead you're like oh let me hook his arm flop for that. Try, right try to get you know the free throws which you know i get like the free throws are the percentage like you play the numbers at that point but like when, when you do that compared to like just going to the basket and like you know, try to get a layup, try to, you know, make a nice little like interior pass and everything. And, and now like the refs are just like, nah, like we're not calling that shit. Like play on. And the, like James Harden was just frustrated. I know it happened to um, CP3 later in night. He, uh, and in the night and he just completely like, <laughs> like he was dribbling and he like, <laughs> I know went, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. And he like went to like, you know, just, step in front of a defender running back on defense. So the defender runs into him, he gets a foul, and the refs didn't call it, and he just literally lost the ball. <laughs> He's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and it, it's just so funny, and it will be. I hope they um, stick with it the entire season. Um, you know, I hope the refs, like, don't, you know, change the model or change the course at all. Cause, I don't think that's going to happen because I don't see there's any incentive for them to. You, you never know, dude. The players could just start, you know, complaining too much or you, you never know. But I, I, I agree. There's well, no Well, now reason. that the league is – it's the league's message right. to the refs to clamp down on. The refs are completely like they don't they don't care. They're like, yeah, the league told me or I'm not calling it anymore like this. I don't care if you complain. I now have – like I have backing up to say that, that I know that's not a foul, you know? Um, but yeah, your, your Celtics are slow start. Uneven. Yeah. I think that's going to be the, <laughs> I watched that wizards game. It was the first Last one I was really able to was... catch. Right. And it would be the main stars were Al Horford and Dennis Schroeder, like Tatum good. and Brown, like they're not consistent. And this is really, uh, I think Ime was saying it. And I love that Ime's calling them out on their, their shit. Cause it's, you didn't come with the intensity at shoot arounds. Like, you did not come prepared tonight. And it showed. You know, Horford's pissed. Emei's pissed. They're saying, like, we should have won that game. It was easily – like they, they got it down to, like, three points within the last, like, two minutes or something along those lines. They fought – Schroeder fought hard. Horford fought hard. But you're, the you're too – from Brown, right. it, Like, the guys that I need – like, if Tatum and Brown are going to be this core that we envision them to be, I need 20-plus a night in them. On a consistent basis, there's no room for these like 12 point nights or whatever the hell they had for Brown last. Like, I know Brown has a bit more of a pass just because of the health that he's been dealing with, but I like it. Just like your shot needs to go down, you need to be leading this team intensity wise. You have to be the leader on defense, you have to be the 
pushing force driving the baskets on this team because that's what you're paid to do. You are that guy, and it's time for you to show it. So this is, I hope, is a sure change for the Celtics where those two finally – I don't want to say they're immature or they don't care. They, they definitely do. But I think it's the – I think it's the maturity of being able to show up every single day and bring that consistency that and, being a veteran means. Yeah, and hey, it's it's tough to do that. Like I can only imagine what it's like to be like, you know, a hundred percent eighty two games like a season. Like, you know, it it's it's definitely gotta be tough, but yeah, it for this Celtics team, like like you said, like they have to be those guys like plain and simple otherwise this team is it's not gonna work um and it's gonna be a wasted season if those two guys do not step the fuck up and tell the rest of the team to and, and like at, not even like tell them lead by example um exactly that's all that's all they have to do um we yeah, the the you know rest of the early season you know it's a weekend it's been a lot of fun um the Knicks are good. You love to see that. The Bulls are good. Like, what year is this? Is this? <laughs> I know. Aren't they they're playing right now? Aren't they're, they? They're playing right now. The score, yeah, the Knicks are up by three. Fun fact last season, the Knicks were the most profitable first half um, team to bet on. So, whether you took their money line or their spread, um, you won a lot of money. Um, just a little trend. Yeah, really. I mean, you know, they they had a even record for the most part, but like first half of games, they always dominated. Um, but yeah, you know, after that, uh, the Nets looked to be in disarray without, uh, you know, Kyrie Irving, and it it just makes me wonder: Are they going to fold and be like, "Yo, show up for forty one," um, because of you know the vaccine stuff and all that, but um, they, they need that third guy um, to be there. They need him to be there to get to where they want. Um, well, who else is uh, surprising? Um, the 76ers. Yeah, the, the, the Kyrie Irving situation is just. Uh, yeah. It's, fans, uh, we, we said it. You can't, can't say it enough. We told you so with him. There's gonna, he's gonna drive you nuts. And, He's not going to give you the – he's going to do something that's going to crater your team whether you like it or not. Yeah, and, and, you know, like I'm sure like you weren't predicting like a fucking global pandemic. Oh, no, God, no. Right. <laughs> I figured it'd be like there was some other him shit, wanting yeah. to retire before 30. Like like these things have existed. There, you know, the performance he had against the Bucks, where he's like, oh, yeah, like – I want to. I forget what his quote was, but he ended up just playing like absolute garbage and played us out of the playoffs when we had a chance. Like we weren't out of that series, and then he decided to just go like zero for thirty or some garbage. Yeah, um, you know the like we said, uh, yeah, just a lot of things to factor in into Brooklyn, and we're we're just yeah. not we're just not going to get into it tonight. I think the least. biggest story I have this season though is just how deep the league feels. Yeah. I don't feel like oh. there's any true favorites. Like Cleveland looks interesting. Like the Lakers, the, the superpowers don't feel nearly as intimidating or dominant as they once were. Just feels like this is open season. 
the crowns right i think like other than the bucks maybe you know it's come get it the yeah, larry no, o'brien I, is anybody's game this year i i 1000 percent agree there's a lot of exciting teams the hornets are exciting um, I am full. I mean, didn't the Timberwolves just knock the Bucks I, down the other day? I was, I was literally, I, I was about to say, I'm literally falling in love with Anthony Edwards every single I night. He, he is one some, of the most. Some of these young players are just <laughs> coming out, and they're just demanding that they are that. Like Anthony Edwards is just like, no, I'm, you know, second year me. I'm the leader. I'm big dog. Yeah, now. <laughs> I fucking love it. Um, he's so much fun. Um, and you know, like yeah, like you said, some of the uh teams we thought were going to be at the top all season um, are struggling, having slow starts in the season, um, a la Lakers, a la Clippers, given with Kawhi being out. The Suns are struggling. I, mean, I, I don't think the Clippers are contenders without Kawhi. Right, right. They'll that, be a yeah. frisky team with Paul George and some of the depth they have, yeah. but I don't think we can really be saying that they're, you know, a true title contender this year at least. Right. I, I mean, you know, you still have – I still think, you know, with all the talent they have there and the coach and, you know, I Paul George. So, you know, I, I would put them into that competing uh, category. But, you know, they're struggling right now to start the season. Um, the Spurs, I thought, were going to be a lot better to start. Um, and they're just not. Yeah. pretty sad. It's just a bunch of people that, you know, even someone very into the NBA, like, as myself, like barely heard of some of the guys. <laughs> yeah, it's just not going to be a competitive roster. Yeah, I, they got I thought, obviously the coaching, but right. I thought Pop would be able to put it together, but I'm just not so sure. But um, you know, it's early in the season. Um, a lot of things still are going to happen. I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of trades this year um, with so many teams competing. Um, I do want to go into the NHL real quick. The Florida Panthers. Undefeated. Um, very fun. To <laughs> I know see. nothing about hockey. All right, I'll, I'll, I don't know. I know the, uh, the Panthers are undefeated. <laughs> I know uh, the expansion team, the Seattle Kraken, have been. They haven't been great, but they've been good. Which is yeah, all you can ask solid. for for like. Uh, they got that cool little thing where they're throwing the stuffed salmon into the crowd. It's cool. <laughs> But they have like uh, players. It's like the three stars of the game, or the three fishermen of the game, or whatever. And they yeah. they call their names, and they get to throw a little salmon out into the crowd. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's exciting. Um, and then you have let's see. I know the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, trying to three p are you know having like a slow start to the season. The Bruins are even kneeled so far. Um, what's the other team? Oh, the Colorado Avalanche, right? best record in the NHL last year and they got ousted in the playoffs early last year, early, earlier than some expected. And they look um, bad to start, to start the <laughs> season, um, you know, for a hockey team as take that with what you want, but they look bad. Um, I know they have a lot of good players out there. I can't really name them. Cause I'm not, I'm not that guy. Um, but hopefully they get their shit together. And, uh, Let's see the last thing. Uh, it's not, you know, something we want to, or, you know, we do this here. Or, Chicago, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, what an, what an ugly situation. And especially um, with, I think, uh, Jonathan, how do you, I mean, 
Taves, toes, uh, some shit like that. Yeah, Canadian crap. Um, yes. and uh, Patrick Kane both defending their former president. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, not, not great. the kind of yeah, just not what you want to see. Yeah, leave it at that. It's it's an ugly situation. Uh, the most I'll say is it's good that it's coming to light. Mm-hmm. It's good that something's being done about it, but it's just. Man, how many of these sports franchises are we going to find out from the past decade had some form of this crap going on? Yeah. And it, it, it just like, yeah. It's, like, it's every league. It's ridiculous that we, it's like, every, every single league. league at the top, there is something rotten going down. Yeah. And if and you it, don't think your team did it, they definitely, like, every single one of these teams definitely had some skeleton in their closet that they buried. Yeah, no, I, I agree in it. And, you know, like, I, I guess the only thing I really want to say is, like, you know, if you just be an advocate for anyone and everyone, you know, just speak up because that's the only way we can help deter this and not let it happen to other people. Shit sucks. But, you know, sorry to end on a sour note. But, you know, that stuff has to be said. Um, yeah, I mean, it's we're like averaging a scandal every month at this point. Yeah. Dude, you just like, 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 OK, so we have the Blackhawks. We had the football team. We had the Raiders. It's literally been every month. All right. But, we had the Mets during the summer. That was a yeah. good one, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, you know, we're going to get this pot out relatively soon um and yeah uh tell your friends to listen and subscribe five star ratings charles i don't know if you have anything else to add don't don't think too hard (laughs) but word um until next time thanks for listening peace